أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome all you listening to Rahil Hamza and Shafiq Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Verbal Outpost where we like to have an informal conversation about real topics and we'd also like you to take part so make sure you do leave us a comment or drop us an email on verbaloutpost at outlaw.com with your thoughts and comments and welcome to everybody to uh, joining us on the Verbal Outpost um, we've been covering quite a few different topics over the last couple of weeks uh, one of those being around the month of Ramadan um, which is one of the more emotional months, if you like, that Muslims do tend to go through. And obviously that's recently ended. Um, and while for some it might just be a physical exertion, uh, you know, abstaining from food, drink, etc. Uh, but for many others, it would have also been, uh, in addition to that, a, a spiritual journey, an emotional experience, where the ultimate aim is to gain uh, additional closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and, and just kind of on the back of that, as a side note, um, we're obviously still in the month of Shawwal as we're recording this, um, and I think it will, still will be when it is. So if you haven't completed your six fasts of Shawwal, then do try your best to complete them, because obviously the reward with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is immense. But at the same time, if you're not able to, don't burden yourself, um, because they're not obligatory like the fast of Ramadan. But if you can do it, obviously the reward is, is there for those who are able to. Um, so on the back of that, what I want to talk about today is how Muslims might respond, well, not just Muslims, I guess, people in general, might respond to certain scenarios, certain situations, certain events um, with emotions, so emotional responses, rather than perhaps thinking things through, or maybe a bit of both, but perhaps swaying towards a bit of emotion uh, more so than anything else. Um, and this would apply to anybody, you know, as I say, Muslim or not, religious or not, emotions are a natural part of being human. It's, it's innate to us. Uh, and we use these emotions to express ourselves, to convey our thoughts, our feelings. Um, and there's obviously all sorts of emotions. So you've got your basic things like anger, fear, happiness, etc. Um, but we don't just use one emotion at one time necessarily we can have a mixture of emotions being used at the same time so an example of that might be uh, if you get a new job you, you might feel excited um, or you know um, feeling ex uh, emotionally positive about the new prospects but simultaneously you might be feeling nervous or anxious about engaging with new colleagues or you know fitting in at work as it were so again, an example of mixed feelings that could be at present or at play. Um, and often we might not be able to control the emotions we feel uh, and go through, but that doesn't necessarily mean we can't control the outcome or the actions that we embody from that. So an example of that would be when the Prophet was upset um, and, and sad when his son passed away. So obviously, the natural emotion that he expressed was grief, sadness, um, I guess a bit of distress, if you like, but he conveyed that in the right way. So the controlling, you know, feeling those emotions itself isn't 
um, necessarily going to always be in our control, but how we enact that is what's going to be in our control. Okay. Um, so, on, you know, further to what I mentioned there, um, you can even experience opposing emotions, uh, which, when you think about it, might seem somewhat impossible, I guess. But if we take an example, like we mentioned about the Prophet uh, some passing away. So if we take an example kind of in line with that. So as Muslims, we believe when um, our children pass away, you know, in the infancy, for example, they automatically go to Jannah. There's no hisab, there's no reckoning for them because they're infants, they're, they're innocent. Um, so when the parents um, have their child pass away at that tender age, Again, naturally, they'll be feeling upset or sad. Um, but at the same time, if they take this thought into consideration at the same time, then they might also experience some form of contentment and perhaps even a happiness in the sense that this child of mine, although they passed in infancy, they're going to go to Jannah. There's no concern about them, you know, going the, the other direction, if you like. So as, as an example of opposing emotions. So there's no real right or wrong about which emotions we might experience. Um, and you could even have two people go through the exact same scenario, but experience um, different emotions and have different emotional responses. One example of that might be um, when, when the Prophet passed away, the response of Umar bin Khattab and Abu Bakr al-Siddiq. So uh, just as, as, as an overview of that, when he passed away, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Umar bin Khattab obviously was very upset, very distraught. And he actually said to people, if anybody says that he's passed away, he's, he's dead, I'm going to chop your head off. You're going to have me to deal with. But then Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, obviously he's still upset because that was his best friend, he was his prophet, his guide. He took a slightly different approach and he stood up in front of the people and conveyed the, the verse of the Quran. Um, I don't have it to hand, but effectively, it was the ayah that was revealed at the Battle of Uhud when people thought the Prophet was, uh, was killed. And people were thinking, okay, what do we do now as Muslims? Do we still be Muslim, etc.? And, and the verse effectively says, um, are you going to turn on your heels because you think that the Prophet has passed away? But it's not the prophet that you worship, it's Allah that you worship, and he is ever-living, so he never dies. And, and Umar bin Khattab, he actually said, after Abu Bakr recited this verse, that although I memorized this verse, I knew this verse, when Abu Bakr al-Siddiq recited this verse at this incident, at this moment, it was as if I'd never heard it before. It felt like a brand new revelation to me. So... These are a few examples of how we might respond differently, even though the scenario might be the same. So one example I'm going to try and tie this into is obviously um, recently we've had the incident in, in, in Palestine with uh, Israel. Um, I'm going to kind of open up to you guys as well a little bit here. So there's been a lot of emotions flying around around this incident. Um, do you think that people have responded in in more of an emotional way where they perhaps haven't thought things out? Or do you think everybody has been rational in their response to the situation? Um, well, I mean, 
it's difficult to sort of uh, think about everybody. Um, I think most people, I think it's been fairly rational. Um, they found, they've tried to find organizations or groups which are doing some sort of an event or a protest of some sort and they've joined that and thought look that seems to be the appropriate response to what's happening over there and um, speaking out against sort of the crimes that are happening um, while others I, unfortunately the media you know they do like to focus on some of the negatives as well so they'll highlight how within certain protests some people um, got a bit carried away um, maybe with their emotions, um, as we're mm. sort of discussing today, and that anger let them, you know, react in a way that wasn't appropriate, where maybe they're, um, I don't know, throwing things at the police officers or um, breaking cars or breaking windows, that sort of, uh, you know, I, I did sort of hear about that happening as well. Um, I don't have the exact details, but there have been incidents yeah. where that's happened, um, where some people just got a bit carried away. I mean, to be honest, there are a lot of people that join some of these protests who don't even care about the cause. They've just sort of followed along with their mates or whatever, and potentially they're just there just to, you know, cause havoc really any excuse you know and you hear about that in other protests not just necessarily this one but in the black lives matter um, mm. protests that were happening all, all over the world there were a lot of people who were giving you know these people who genuinely cared about the cause giving them a bad name because people are joining these protests and going out there and start, you know trying to raid people's shops and steal Keep things right, and whatnot yeah. yeah exactly yeah Um, quite, there's quite a few things said there, and there's quite a lot, um, emotional responses. Actually, Rahil, I really liked the example you gave about when the Prophet ﷺ passed away, and how Omar got very emotional, and there's Abu Bakr al-Sadiq, who, who pulled everybody back from the mm. precipice, and he said that whoever worshipped the Prophet ﷺ know that he is no longer alive, whoever worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala know that he can never die and he will always exist. And then he, um, I, I don't remember the ayah that he quoted, he quoted an ayah, I, th I think it was from Surah Al-Ahzab, I think, actually no it wasn't, because you, sure. uh, <laughs> you mentioned it was Uhud, isn't it? And Al Al the original was, it was in Uhud, yeah. Okay, okay. And, and it was addressing some of the Sahaba that ran away when they thought the Prophet ﷺ had died. So they kind yeah. of, oh, well, that's it. Oh, well, you know, it's we've, all over. <laughs> yeah, it's all over. We've got nothing to fight for. We've got nothing left. But I think there's a number of points here if we're talking about emotional responses. And I think, Shafiq, you were just talking about some of the responses to what's been happening more recently in Palestine. And again, I mean, any knee-jerk reactions that are devoid of any rational thinking and that are purely emotional and that are criminal, yes, we should condemn those things and they are a problem. Mm. However, in terms of, I think just general emotion, I think can be a good thing as well. Right. So what I mean by that is that if people and particularly us as Muslims, as a community, if there is a sentiment against injustice, 
against um, oppression against Muslims, against non-Muslims, if there's an oppression and we feel an affinity towards those that are oppressed, I see that as being a positive. I see that as us as a community taking the moral high ground. Okay, I'm not talking about the actual reaction. I'm just purely talking about the sentiment, just the emotion. It's important to separate the reaction, the physical reaction, and the emotional, mental. Um, That's right. Yeah, you've got the the initial emotional response, which is internal, and then yeah. you've got the manifestation, if you like, which is external, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think in terms of the emotional response, I see it as a positive if as as a community we are feeling an affinity towards oppressed people that's a positive i think we should applaud that i think that's a positive okay um again if we're talking about the reaction and to be honest this applies to the palestine situation it applies to everything it applies to mm -hmm. all things your day-to-day -day life right um if somebody has been quite rude to you or if you've gotten into an argument with your other half or with a family member or something you are going to be quite upset you may be a little bit miffed but it's about how you respond and you know how they talk about the stiff british upper lip so you know the british stiff upper lip and you know we kind of we're very reserved and very stoic and we hold our feelings and thoughts internally and we don't really respond that can be quite advantageous, I think. Yeah, versus wearing, yeah, wearing your heart on your sleeve. So it mm. can be advantageous. I think being composed is very important. If you can think through, and not just it, it's not a knee-jerk reaction. I think that's very important. So I think being emotional is one thing, but then reacting based on that emotion is a different thing. I think if we can filter that raw emotion into more of a composed, more of a thought out, logical, rational response. That's what we should be doing as a community. And that's what, forget community, that's what we should be doing in our own personal lives. There, yeah, there uh, we are. Yeah. I'm, off, I'm off my soapbox now. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, I do agree with what you said. I mean, there's, you know, if we take it back to uh, the Quran and Sunnah, as it were, um, there's the Hadith that tells us that you know the, the strong person isn't the one who can physically fight better it's the one who can control himself in that anger state isn't it which is one of the more intense emotions so like you said it's about controlling that that's that that manifestation rather than making it just a knee-jerk reaction as you say and that's what's beautiful about islam is that it covers everything so these emotions that we go through um as you said about that hadith about the anger um there are actions that you can take when you're feeling anger you know if you're standing up when angry sit down you know if you're angry while sat down try lie down you know if you're angry while lying down try stand up you know there's these actions that are available you know there's duas that you can read um you know quran is reading quran is supposed to bring peace to your heart there are ways we can deal with these emotions and it's all within the Quran and the Sunnah um, and I think that's important is especially for, for Muslims who are out there you know trying to change the world um, in however you know whichever method they're trying to take is that they refer back to sort of the Quran and Sunnah and make sure that the response that they have is appropriate.
and according to you know the Quran and the Sunnah, and, you know, it's something the Prophet would do and be happy with. Yeah, I think that's a very key point. I mean, if you're going to be engaging the public or the world, as it were, then you're going to need to be able to have some thick skin and be able to control that emotion because some people might even intentionally try and jerk out a reaction out of you, won't they? Sometimes it might not be intent intended, but some people do try and really provoke people into having that response. I mean, we see that sometimes in the media where they try and provoke, you know, say the Muslim community, uh, as just one example, to have a particular response and then they, they brandish us in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, um, I mean, th that may be a separate discussion point because that's, um, I, I feel like there's a bit of poking and prodding and, yeah, kind of bullying a minority in this country. I yeah. think that happens. I think that's probably more similar to minorities that get pushed around in other countries. And do you know what? Sometimes that can happen in predominantly Muslim countries as well. Take the Christians mm. in Pakistan, yeah. right? Unfortunately, they get poked and prodded quite a lot and they get pushed around by some of the nut jobs in Pakistan, which is mm. a real shame. You've got Muslims in India that get pushed around by the crazy fundamentalist Hindu um so, so, so not all Hindus, but the crazy nut job Hindus. Unfortunately, every country has their share of nut jobs. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're not they're not specific to any religion or any sort of persuasion or skin color. Unfortunately, every country has their fair share. No, just what you mentioned actually reminds me of um, something I read going back maybe a month or so ago, uh, and I can't remember which country it was, but you had like a, a split between. Uh, the Muslim population in that country and then the the Christians uh, and because it's like an Arab country obviously both sides spoke Arab Arabic um, and and the Muslim being the the governing side if you like so they're in control of the government etc um, there was some prohibition about the Christians using the word Allah when they're speaking in Arabic even though they're referring to God because obviously the word the Allah means God, doesn't it? The God. Yeah, yeah. So there's some prohibition. I just remember, wow, that's, is that taking things a bit too far? Because it's the language, isn't it? I think that's Egypt, isn't it? Is that the Coptic Christians in I Egypt? Can't, I can't remember. I can't because... remember which country. I don't want to say yes okay. or no on, like, I can't remember. I don't, I feel like it wasn't Egypt, but I can't remember. Okay. Otherwise, you'll have the Egyptians coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> or or yeah. two of them listening. I don't want anybody to have an emotional response against me, so uh, I'm going to reserve an answer on that one. <laughs> I was just thinking um, as well, yeah. do you know, yeah, sorry, I was just thinking uh, one uh, point that Hamza made earlier is that the fact that you do feel some emotion and feel some sort of empathy towards, I don't know, something that's happening uh, in another country, you know, whether it's, you know, your Muslim brothers or sisters being attacked and whatnot, that's important that you have that emotion to begin with. Obviously, the way you react that's something obviously you would need to look at and I was just thinking to myself how I, I used to hear a lot about how people have become desensitized to things mm. and 
I think that's quite important as well, that we should be careful not to become desensitized to things because otherwise we have no emotional response to something. And I think when you start seeing all these things happening on TV, on the internet, online, I think it's something that people do go through. I sometimes feel I'm desensitized to things. You know, when I see, you know, it sounds bad, but when I see those charity adverts on TV, you know, and they show images that aren't really nice to see but you know it's happening it's the reality where you know the yeah. children are struggling you know um then uh got no food you know and they're asking for money so they can help these sort of people i, I struggle to uh, watch it to be honest if i can i would try a chain channel or especially when the kids are around you know they see it and it's important for them to know when my kids went to bangladesh with us we had people knocking on our doors in the car while we were driving through the road you know and they parked up you know poor people mm. you know and the people, the people missing limbs you know all sorts and they got kids you know you can tell they just need help and they're like knocking. it freaked my kids out completely mm. they were like what the heck and I was thinking to myself and initially I was trying to protect them from it I was like oh no don't look don't look don't look but then I was thinking no actually they should be aware that this is what this is what it's like and they should have some sort of emotional they shouldn't be freaked out but they, they, it, it's probably a good thing that mm. there's an emotion there. And then it's, it's down to sort of the parents to nurture that emotion and say, look, it's fine for you to feel upset and feel a bit uncomfortable about, you know, what you're seeing. But how do you respond to that? Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we've got a few more minutes left on this section. Um, Hamza, did you want to make a point before we went to the last yeah. point? Um, yeah, I was just going to say very quickly. Um, yeah, in terms of emotions, I mean, it it is a feeling that emotion is a good thing, and I think as a community that, that we sh we should be proud of that. We should, right? Again, yeah. I'm not talking about the reaction. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people that just don't give a monkeys. Yeah. There are a lot of people, Muslim, non-Muslim, whatever. There are a lot of people that just don't care. And the whole desensitized thing, yeah, that is really unfortunate because we're surrounded by it. And I think that says mm. more about the world that we live in than it probably does about us. Um, and then the point you mentioned, Shafiq, about the charities as well, that's probably a little bit of a sore point as well because there's – you know, we should probably do about a four-week series about the state of charities <laughs> and hold it, holding them to account, holding them to account, because there's the good, the bad, and the ugly when you delve a little bit further. There's some, there's a lot of good. Unfortunately, there's a lot of bad as well, and there's some real awful, ugly, dodgy stuff that happens as well, unfortunately. So I think that I always feel a little bit as if somebody's playing on my heartstrings to try and get me to part with my money when I see some of these charity adverts. So I think I treat those quite differently versus some of the other things. Mm. Yeah, I think you got to just kind of almost categorize it in the sense of um, how are they trying to portray themselves as well, isn't it? Um, but just to just we've got about two minutes left before we take break. Um, just kind of going back to uh, the Palestine situation, obviously we talked about the, the, the emotions that have gone into that from 
the the, the community locally and, and globally really um what do you guys think about when things fizzle out it, when i say fizzle out i mean in terms of the media and everything that's going on it you know all that reporting as it were dies down do you think that the response would also die down and is that the right way to go or should the effort still continue uh short answer continue but i think we've got about a minute left so yeah we've got a minute, a minute left so <laughs> it's a bit of a tough timing on that one so um i think we'll take a break now and maybe see if we can uh, resume that answer that question in part two so do join us back we're just going back for a short break so see you in a few minutes assalamu alaikum <laughs> 